Hello all and welcome to episode 26 of Geeks and Games. I'm Tiger and as always, I'm joined by Yoshi Mitsu. Hello. Did I hear a slight bit of hesitation when you said the number of episodes goes in? I, I honestly can't remember how many we're at. Well, we just did our 25th special, which was um right. looking through the top 100 list of IGN. Looking <laughs> back at it, I don't know how I feel about Super Mario World being at the top spot. <laughs> honestly, as feel like... You know why I'm sour, of course, but uh, yeah, we, we won't get into that. Oh well, I st- like I think maybe um one of the Mario galaxies or something. And mm. that episode took a while to edit. At first, I thought it was all gone forever, but then I realized that there was an undo button, and the entire episode was saved. It is because of the undo button that we had in episode twenty-five at all. Self-destruct button. Congratulations. It's like how in Phineas and Ferb, every Dr. Doofenshmirtz invention has a self-destruct button. Because why not? You'd think he'd learn eventually not to do that. But <laughs> Oh, that, that's, a, that's a really good show. Moving on to news. First off, I forgot to list an anniversary in the last episode, which was um, Donkey Kong turns um, turned 40 on July 9th, which is interesting considering we spent three whole episodes covering all the games featuring himself and all the games featuring Mario. And I figured out that there were even a couple of games that I missed. And hopefully that means we're done with the regular years in gaming. I wanted to do a feature where I try to rank every Mario game based on either what I've seen. Like, a lot of ones are Japan exclusive. Don't worry, I'll try not to keep it short. I'm not going to... You'll try not to keep it short? I'll try to keep it short. (laughs) I mean, you know, I think the last episode might be our longest yet. Even more so than the one with Pavlos. That that one is a close second with our first episode running in a third. Jeez. Well, technically our second first episode, which was our first recorded, it's marked number one. Mm. Because as you know, I have a convoluted upload history. Yes. Oh, actually, it's a hair shorter than the Pavlos one. Hey, Pavlos still holds the record. We're going to have to get him on to the do Pavlos... another two-hour recording. <laughs> the Pavlos one is an hour and 34 minutes, and the most recent one was an hour and 31 minutes. I edited more out of the most recent one, though. For those of you who actually sat through that entire episode... We apologize for wasting an hour and 30 minutes of your day. (laughs) One of my ideas was once we're done with the years in gaming feature, I might just do something where I we we go through a game series kind of like we've done with uh, Sonic and Mario and Zelda. Oh, I'll be useless then. Not if we do Gunstar Heroes. No, I know. There's, I mean, that's a two-game series, and only the first one's really... We could just combine them together. Yeah. We, we could combine a couple. We could do, like, one retro, one modern. That would be fun. But also, um, moving on, the company Valve, who is the most well-known for the game's Half-Life and their online game platform, Steam, have announced that they're making a console called a Steam Deck, which is kind of like a Switch. And I saw this meme where it was talking about how Valve has made a bunch of faulty consoles in the past. And for the Steam Deck, it's like um the fans. Wow, Valve's making a cool console. Surely this means that their past track record means nothing, right? I've uh, seen other ones of just someone who, uh, who's just praying 
please don't work, please don't work. And they have uh, someone drew on intentionally poorly a red cap with an M on it and uh, red suspenders, praying that the Valve uh, Steam Deck does not work. I get it. Uh, but it, it is interesting seeing who's going into the home console market. I'm looking forward to it, honestly. It looks like an interesting system. And let's see. The Heritage Auctions has just sold a sealed copy of Super Mario 64 for $1.56 million. I heard about that. Yep, that's... That's wacky. That is just straight up wacky. Like, a comic book from the 1930s sold for $3 million, and a video game from 60 years later sold for only a third of that? I... T- and by, but the comic book from the 1930s, I mean, like, Superman's first appearance is, like, the most valuable comic ever. I mean, at that point, like, who cares? If you're paying $1.5 million for an unopened version of a video game, you're pretty much just paying for the packaging. I mean, it would make more sense if it was, like, autographed by Miyamoto or something yeah, like I mean, that. Mario's a good series, but I don't think... If, if you've got enough money to spend... What if it was like a five mil on a closed copy of Mario? I think you have better things you could be spending your money on. (laughs) It wasn't five mil. It was one million. uh, Did I say five mil? I think I think you might have said one point five and I just misheard. I thought it was one point five mil. Oh, well, it was one point five. Sorry. But um, if somebody sold all three Streets of Rage games sealed for one point five mil and you were a millionaire, you just buy them in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? Quite likely, yes. Uh, um, so I'm a bit of a hypocrite. Yeah, I get it. Um, and Nintendo has added three spirits to Smash Ultimate, and they're from the game Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, which I don't blame you for having not heard of that game, which you most likely haven't. It's um, it's a game that came out on the Switch in 2019, I want to say. Interesting. I don't think it's even a Nintendo published game, so it's interesting to see that there are games being that there are spirits from this game coming out on this. Also, I wanted to mention that last episode when we were covering the Xbox 360, there was a game series that started on the 360 that I left out, and that series is Gears of War. Um, my godbrother is a really big fan of those games, so I've sincerely apologized to anybody who hasn't had the who listened to the last episode and did not uh it was not a big fan that we left that series out also i noticed that we talked about um fortnite rather negatively i just wanted to point out that one of my second cousins is a really big fan of fortnite and i think he listens to the show so um, um so i like, will say the game itself it's not bad it's just your generic battle royale person. game essentially with actually some pretty cool vehicles it's just the community has gotten kind of toxic yeah uh, yeah quite a few members of those it's like those 12 year olds ago fortnite's be- best game ever and no game is better yeah i mean it doesn't help my opinion of the game that i hate fps games just because i suck at them <laughs> except for uh golden knight 007 that's an exception that's that, that, that one is a fun game that's a that's a very fun game <laughs> anyway. yeah all done with news we are going to do a very, very, very special topic. Not as special as last time. If by special you mean long, then no, it won't be nearly as special. But what we are going to be doing is ranking our top 10 
Video game consoles. Yes, handhelds will count. No, the Philips CDI will not be on either of these lists. <laughs> well, Faces of Evil is a pretty good game. My boy. I will say no more. Yeah, I would probably put the Philips CDI at number five alone just because it invented Morshu. That, that, it's an excellent region. Morshu is the single best shopkeeper from any game ever. Yeah. Prove me wrong. I the only you. problem is the game themselves are bad, but the cutscenes are so bad, they're so hilarious, which is what makes um the fact that so many people on YouTube have taken these and made them hilarious is so amazing. It's like Michael Rosen, which we were um Yoshimitsu and I were discussing just before the uh recording. <laughs> I think Here a lot of pre show by signing up uh to support us on Patreon. No, just... <laughs> I think Michael Rosen's original videos have are are also really funny. Even if um, I know they're meant for kids, but I think they're so funny alike. You need to watch the one he made called "The Outing." I highly recommend all our listeners. His stuff is all ages. I mean, the stuff that he makes. I mean, the stuff with his name in the title that's not made by him might not be appropriate. <laughs> Because, yeah, because a lot of members of this community called the YouTube poop community have taken his sentences and twisted them around. But there is one that is kid appropriate that I really enjoyed where it's him singing Never Gonna Give You Up. Yoshimitsu is a big fan of that one. That's um, an interesting game, we'll just say. Not not game, song. There was also one where he was singing All Star that I also found very funny. That'd be entertaining. Yeah. But moving on to the list, what is your number 10, Yoshimitsu? Uh, my number 10 is, you, you know those LeapFrog gamepad thingies? Really? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> number 10 would probably have to be like a mobile device. That's how I first got introduced to Minecraft. Um, so, I mean, it holds a kind of special place in my heart. Plus, there's also Angry Birds, which is a great way to pass time, unblock me, various other puzzle games. It's just a fun platform which leads us to today's sponsor you know what other mobile rain shadow (laughs) (laughs) not really we're never gonna get sponsored by anybody at this rate best mobile game (laughs) okay what's your number 10 all right my number 10 is going to be the nintendo game boy advance i want to go with specifically the sp model and to be honest i'm kind of surprised this one ended up being my number 10 There are technically only two games I've ever played for it. Mother 3 and Mario Kart Super Circuit. Mother 3 was good, but I couldn't get past those dang RPG battles. Yeah, can we say you've really played Man, Yeah, I guess. But from what I've seen of the story, the story beats are good. The dialogue's fun. I've heard that there's like a running joke where you can just find the doorknob to Flint's house in like every area of the game. Oh. (laughs) Okay, no. That's not what that is. <laughs> Those are nuts. You can you give them to someone and she'll make nut bread. And I, I never got around to doing that, which was unfortunate. No, I, I, just... no, I heard that Um, in almost every area of the game, they make a reference to Flint's doorknob where it's like I'm in the first chapter, like a friend goes up to his house, jiggles the doorknob, and he's like, oh, it came off. So he just throws it away. And then like a couple areas, a couple chapters later, you can find that. It's it, Look it up if you're interested, but. The Game Boy, moving on to the console itself, like the technical specs are cool. They even had a thing called Game Boy Advance Video that was fun. You can even play these games on your TV now with a Retron 5, which I highly recommend getting if you have the money. 
the, it, it uh, technical malfunctions can be prevalent on those since it's a third party system. I think the Game Boy Advance's library is interesting. I do think Mario Kart Super Circuit is probably my second least favorite out of all the Mario Karts. I mean, underneath the original Super Mario Kart, like I'm sure they were good for the time, but compared to the other Mario Kart games, eh, they're not that good. But you know, just, we've, we've gotten a bit better because there just aren't too, too many. Uh, there aren't too many consoles in existence, so this was kind of hard to narrow it down. But yeah, uh, Yoshimitsu, what's your we number? Should specify nine? there aren't that many that we've actually played on. So my number nine is probably the 3DS. Uh, similar to your number ten, I haven't actually done that much with this system. Kind of just you know that game where you take a photo of your face and then you chuck balls at the little enemies that show up using your face. Oh, face raiders! I love yeah that that, that yeah thank you. I've played that and uh, Smash Bros. One of them. I don't know which one, nor do I particularly care. I just know that I played one on the 3DS and I was stinking terrible at it. Anyway, that narrows it down since there's only one Super Smash Bros. game for the Nintendo 3DS. Thank you. Which one? It's called Super Smash Bros. for the Nintendo 3DS. That's what it's called. (laughs) It's the least inventive name ever. And the one for the Wii U. Guess what that one was called? Smash Ultimate. (laughs) nope the super smash Smash bros for wii u yeah masahiro sakurai technically considers the 3ds one the fourth one in the wii u one the fifth one and they're really just the same one and it's just like the 3ds one has smash run and each of the trophies in the game are different because the 3ds one focuses more on the handheld side of things with the trophies and the wii u with home consoles but um my number nine is going to be the nintendo gamecube I haven't played the console itself, but I have played a lot of the games on the Wii. The two that I've had the most experience with are Luigi's Mansion and Mario Kart Double Dash. So Luigi's Mansion, the way the controls function, I didn't like that much. It's like um, you have to pull the control stick in the opposite direction. And whenever you shine light at a ghost, it just disappears. And that gets very annoying very quick. The game itself is kind of fast paced like you can beat the whole thing in like six hours but mario kart double dash is a pretty fun time and not all of the time but some of the time it's a it's a it's a very fun time um trying to think what other games i've played for it i don't I've, yeah i've played some of smash bros melee and that one's also a pretty fun game but anyway what's your number eight uh, my number eight would probably be the Switch again. I don't actually own a Switch, so I haven't played that many games on it. Just uh, the Mario game uh, I played at your house. The, the, that's a, which, which, whichever one. Uh, I don't know the name. I just know that. Mario 3D World Plus Bowser's Fury. Thank you. Thank so you, Bowser's Fury. What happened was uh, me, Yoshimitsu, and Plague Vamp were playing through the final world, final level of the game, and we just kept dying over and over. It's like, I had congrats. It. Welcome to this game. Now we're going to put you on the last stage and see how you do. We, decided we barely to play- made it to the first checkpoint. Yeah. We, we decided to play to the um, very last level first, and then we kept dying. And then we played the very first level to get a better idea of the game. Then we tried playing the last level again, and we died a, a lot some more. And then we went back and ground more continues and lives. If you, and- you want to cackle mindlessly with your friends, play the last level of Mario 3D World with them. Yes, it, it's fun. Well, I've played that, and then I've played... Um, well, Cave Story is also on the Switch, which is cool, as is uh, Streets of Rage 4. So, all good reasons, plus that. Yep. Mario 3D 4. And that's about it. What's your number eight? 
All right, so you may be mad at me with this, but my number eight is going to be the Sega Genesis. Yeah, I knew it was going to be up there somewhere. So I mean, and, it's on uh, your list. I'm happy. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, you have much more experience with it than I do, but so the two games I've really played for it a bunch are Earthworm Jim and Columns. Columns is a puzzle game. I've also played some of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I haven't played Sonic the Hedgehog 1 on there, but I've played some of it on an iPhone. And the Sonic the Hedgehog 1 is kind of overrated. It's not that fun <laughs> compared to the other ones. And I've heard that in the original, you can't spin dash and the mobile port fixes that problem. But the second one, the second one's really good. The There was this level I got stuck on that was really confusing where the water was rising and I couldn't quite get past it. Earthworm Jim. Oh, I hate that. Oh, Chemical Plant Zone Act 2 is the worst. Anyways. Um, yeah, uh, but Earthworm Jim, I I had fun with. It was it was funny, but the it was also a very, very hard game. I don't know, because there was this level where you have to um you have to whip a pink dog with your head and you across the level and you can't let him fall into a pit, otherwise he'll turn into a giant rage monster and eat your face. Which is yeah, not no, I, I played a bit of that game. I didn't get very far because I didn't know what I was doing. And Columns it's, it's... is fun. Like all puzzle games, it's something that like you don't know how to get to it when you start playing, but then once you start playing, you find it very hard to stop. As, as most puzzle games go. And I've played the fourth Streets of Rage, which was based off games from the Genesis, which I don't know if that really counts. I wouldn't count that, no. You have to go back and play the originals. And uh, there's a lot you will take for granted if, you t- if you've played the fourth one first. A lot. All right. But what's your number eight? I mean, number wait, number seven. My number seven is going to be the PS4. Um, I have many fond memories, uh, absolutely failing at Madden 10 on there with some of my neighborhood friends, as well as playing Rayman Origins. Wait, Madden uh, 10? Madden 10. Or not, not Origins, not Origins, sorry, Legends. Yeah, Madden 10. And then Are you also, sure? I, I thought Madden, Madden, Madden 10. Madden 15 as well. Both of them. Okay. Uh, Madden, Madden, 10. Madden 10 was a PlayStation 3 game. I'm pretty sure we played it on the PS4, but okay, not. that may I think it had PS3 backwards. Yeah. Anyway, so there's that. We played Kung Foot um, from Rayman Origins. That eh, Rayman Legends, very fun game. Um, and then also Streets of Rage Four again is also on the PS4, which is great. So what's your number seven? First off, I looked this up, and. I think you might have played the PlayStation 2 one because I don't think. I don't know. Somehow we played it. Something. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Madden 10. Oh, Madden 12. Sorry. There we go. That makes more sense. It was, they, they're all essentially the same. It's just slight differences in graphics as you go further up. Tell that to the people who rank all of the Maddens definitively. There, there's actually. Why would you spend your time doing that? <laughs> oh, my. Bad. Okay. Um, when in doubt spam x it works trust me i suck at the game and i will win games like that it's embarrassing there's this youtuber i watched named scott the waz who i've brought up on the show before and he says that madden 08 is one of his favorite games i don't know if that's a joke or not but he even brought in vince young who was the nfl um 
person I don't know jack about sports who they brought to be on the front cover of the original game. They had him on his YouTube videos and they even had Brett Favre, Favre, whatever, from the Green Bay Packers be the enemy in another one of his videos because he was on the cover out of Madden 09, which is apparently inferior to Madden 08. It was it was a very strange video. They got Brett Favre on their show to do a joke on yeah as a you on yeah on YouTube. I can't believe it. I mean, it's not wow. like they had him dressed up on set. They just had him like take a video or something from his own home. Had him send it in. It probably didn't take too many seconds out of his day. Still. All right. My number seven is going to be the Nintendo DS. I haven't played an actual DS, but I've played quite a few of these games on the 2DS, which is a 3DS variant. We'll get to those later, believe me. And the games I've played for are Mario Kart DS, Super Mario 64 DS, New Super Mario Bros., and Scribblenauts. There are probably more, but essentially, yeah, those are the main ones. And Mario 64 DS is a fun, solid remake of the original, if you don't mind the clunky controls. And Mario Kart DS might be the best Mario Kart game in the series, but Mario Kart Wii is just a hair above it. A hair above it. Be- probably because I grew up with it. <laughs> and um, Scribblenauts is fun if you're a very creative and imaginative person. I always seem to have trouble with the puzzles and I need, either need to ask for help or find an online guide. But um, moving on, what's your number six? Uh, my number six is the Game Boy Advanced. And for the sole reason of Mother 3. Um, having actually played through the game all the way. <laughs> um, Someone's salty. <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, yeah, it, it's an incredible game. Uh, even though technically it's, I don't have the an actual version of the game. I have an illegal translation. Um, don't, don't, don't do that. Nintendo will copyright claim us. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, uh, it's a fun game, and um, I can only assume as much of the system. What's your number six? All right, my number six is going to be the PlayStation Two, and this is going to be for forwards. Tony Hawk's Underground Two, really fun game, really fun game. I played some of Final Fantasy Seven. That was another RPG I couldn't get through because those dang battles, but. <laughs> Overall, I think the PlayStation 2 was a fun experience. This was this YouTuber named Triple Jump, another uh, kind of 13 plus video, tried to attempt to rake every single video game console in existence. They kind of combined every single first generation console together because that so many people tried that. And like the Magnavox Odyssey was the only really notable one in the color TV games by Nintendo, of course. And they put the PlayStation 2 at the top of their list. I haven't had as much experience with it, so I can't really vouch for it. But the games I have played have been a solid, fun experience. What's your number five? Uh, my number five is the Dreamcast. Uh, again, many fond memories. Uh, skating down the main street in Sonic Adventure 2, smashing into cars, uh, getting D rank every single time. Oh, no, sorry. Correction. I had some E ranks in there. Um, just very fun just smashing through all as many cars as I could possibly hit uh, somersaulting into robots and chucking myself into the void usually I'd take Amachow with me Just it's fun to chuck him into random pits 
If you can destroy a robot with the Amachow, I applaud you. That is so fun. Anyways, um, that as uh, along with the game Power Stone, which is a very fun uh, versus fighting game, uh, where you collect these various stones as you fight each other, and uh, they give you a massive power up at the end, which is kind of dem demolishing. Um, I've played through the story mode of that once. Also played Dead or Alive 2 and Crazy Taxi a bit, as well as Rayman Origins. All very fun. Rayman Origins didn't come out on the Dreamcast. No, but I was able to play it on the Dreamcast. How? I don't know. Let me double check. It might have been something else. Rayman 2 was on the Dreamcast. Rayman 2, sorry. The Great Escape. Yeah. Not Rayman Origins. My bad. I always wanted to try that one. My memories of the Dreamcast amount to one thing that my uncle has one on his shelf and i've looked at it that is that th those are my 100 memories that's all okay uh, you need to play sonic adventure 2 at least do city escape sliding down a hill smashing into cars yeah. you have I'm not a, lived until you have done that yeah i might just borrow his system it's i mean system setup is pretty easy if it's because i mean you just take it and then you unplug it system and then plug it back in I mean, it depends on your setup. With my setup, it's relatively easy. If you want to keep a console, you have to figure out exactly where you want to put it. With mine, you can just put it. I just put it on top of the entertainment center since our TVs doesn't sit on top of the entertainment center. It's like mounted into the wall with a stand. Well, our TV, we can't really connect different devices to it. Uh, we can use my dad's PC with it and use that to emulate other systems. And then we have another two older small TVs that we can use to with other systems, but bringing them in and out is a pain. So we've kind of done that a bit less, less recently. Anyways, what's your number five? My number five is going to be the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. And this is where my experience starts to get much better. So originally with games in this system, my experience was in uh, December of last year, around the time we started this podcast, I got the Super Nintendo Classic Edition from the library. Originally, I had put it on my Christmas list and I wanted to buy one. And then I found out that dang scalpers decided to sell it for like three times what it originally sold for. But because it's technically an educational device or whatever, my library bought one. Thank you, library. I don't Ladies understand. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not have one, buy a library card and support your library. They buy these books so everyone can enjoy them. So take they, advantage of that. I don't understand that. They have an ice cream machine at my library as well as a Genesis Mini and a, like a Nintendo, an NES and a Super Nintendo Classic, both for their library because they count as educational, which makes no sense. I think mine had a cotton candy machine and a popcorn that machine at one point. Yep. Another Both one had a bucket of just a bucket of straight up Lego, which doesn't make any sense because if you already own Lego and then you bring that home, they're going to get mixed up with the other ones. And that's not going to be very fun for the library. I mean, would you be allowed to just add pieces to it if you wanted? I don't know. I don't know why you would, but I mean, you could probably. It's like, um, hey, I never liked this piece anyway. I'll here you go library i'll be i'll be kind person to just keep it in your mouth for a month and then put it in the bucket <laughs> back to the super nintendo so the games i played on this were super mario world some of earthbound and uh yoshi's island i also played some of the original donkey kong country and then after we got our switch um me and my family 
uh, my uncle got the Switch Online service for us as a present from his own brother, which is not my father, by the way. <laughs> it's like a, it's like um, my mom's sister's husband's brother. So he's technically my step uncle in law. Twice removed. When in doubt, just add twice removed. I guess so. It, it kind of reminds you of that part in the um, the Emperor's New Groove when Isma is trying to look like one of a the Pacha or whatever his name is relatives, and she he was she was saying that she was like a cousin or something twice removed, and then one of the kids says, "You don't look like my cousin. You look more like my great 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 great," and then she just keeps going. And I thought that scene. Watch the Emperor's New Groove if you haven't already, listeners. It's a fun movie. And, and another tangent aside. <laughs> Mario World's fun. Uh, Yoshi's Island might be my favorite game for the system. And I also, after we got the um, the Switch Online service, I got the chance to play uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, which I enjoyed. This not-too-good game called Joe and Mac 2 or something. There was a, You do fight like a giant T-Rex. It's like a boss, which I thought was fun. What Panel Dipon, which is a puzzle game, a Super Famicom puzzle game, and I played Mario's Picross. It's it's kind of un- confusing to understand the Super Famicom games they have on there because they're not in English. The two games people want added most to the Super Nintendo uh, Switch Online services: um, Earthbound and Mario RPG. Mario RPG, I understand if they couldn't because that game was technically made by Square Enix. I mean, back when they were just Square Soft and not Square Enix. But with Earthbound, that's even more of a mystery. I do hope that they'll make a Earthbound collection and just collect the three mother games. But that, yeah, the Super Nintendo, it's a fun system. It is a shame that the European version looks so much cooler than the American version. But um, anyway, uh, Yoshimitsu, what's your number four? I'm a bit surprised about something, but I'll get to that later. My number four is the original NES. Uh, again, I don't really own one of these. Uh, we have an emulator though, and I've gotten to play a few games on there. Uh, the only one that really sticks in my mind is Metal Storm, which is a really fun game. Uh, you basically run around as a robot. It's pretty fun. All right. So number four. my number four is going to be the Nintendo 3DS, but there are so many models. I'm just going to combine them all together. So here they all are. This is a mouthful. So they have the, the Nintendo 3DS, the 3DS XL, the 2DS, the new 3DS, the new 3DS XL, and the new 2DS XL. So that's all of them. I own an original 2DS because it was the cheapest. And, I mean, it's cons. It can't fold. It doesn't have Amiibo functionality. Can't display things in 3D. But it's 90 bucks, And not 130 like the other ones you find online. I mean, I bought mine for 90 They're probably a little more now. I wanted to buy an original 2DS, put it on my Christmas list in September when I was writing it. Yes, I got it done early. My grandmother gets my presents so early for some reason. And once I had written the, it down, I put it on my Christmas list and I it was on Nintendo's website. And then literally weeks later, Nintendo discontinued the entire line of Nintendo 3DS systems. Thanks a lot, Nintendo. Why would you have to wait three whole years after the Switch launch to discontinue? I mean, I'm... The Super Nintendo didn't officially cancel production until um, 2003, for crying out loud. Nintendo likes to keep their longevity. So I mean, by that logic, the 3DS should have stayed in production until next year. The 3DS is fun. 
Um, even though by the time I first got it, I didn't have any games for it. I loved Face Raiders, and I also got a couple of free games online like Rusty's Real Deal Baseball and uh, Nintendo Badge Arcade. These have in-app purchases, but as far as I could go with them, they were pretty fun. Rusty's Real Deal Baseball actually has a character named Pappy Van Poodle, which no one had heard of until this YouTuber named Nick Robinson made a video talking about him. Other great 3DS games that I've played include New Super Mario Bros. 2, Mario Kart 7, not Chibi Robo Ziplash. I tried that. And it was, um, like I said, it was kind of just a product placement commercial. Um, what else? It, uh, Yoshi's Yoshi and Poochie's Wooly World. I thought that game was pretty fun. Mario Sports Superstars was not that fun. And uh, some people didn't like it. Well, mainly Nathaniel Bandy because it had a character in it named Pink Gold Peach. And... There's a running joke on his channel that uh, Pink Gold Peach is the worst video game character of all time because she's A, unoriginal, she's just a reskin of Peach, and two, she wasted a character spot that another character could have overtaken. She was originally introduced in Mario Kart 8, but then later added to Mario Party Superstars. But, um, yeah, the, the, uh, th the 3DS has some fan fantastic games and it has backwards compatible with all nintendo ds's and uh, it also has a pretty cool virtual console selection so if you want to explore that get it before they discontinue it some um, they currently have nintendo sega game gear um game boy game boy color i think that's it i don't um they did offer some Game Boy Advance games if you bought the original 3DS at launch before Nintendo reduced the price and they realized people weren't going to pay the original retail price for the 3DS. And then they have Super Nintendo games available if you have the new 3DS models. I did watch a funny video where it was like um, the 3DS versus the 2DS and it was like an animation and the 3DS is like, I can fold it, you can. <laughs> and then the 3DS's um, hinges breaks and he was like, ah! it hurts and then the 2ds goes oh well um i can't do that so i mean you know there's pros to everything it was originally um marketed towards kids funny enough because it's um more durable it's it's shaped like a giant cheese wedge but um i've been talking way too long for this yoshimitsu what's your number three um at number three and this is the thing that surprised me was the super nintendo which actually ranked higher on my list than it did on yours wacky Anyways, uh, I've actually played quite a few games on here. Uh, not a lot, but a few. Um, Super Bomberman, uh, Legend of the Mystical Ninja, uh, fun game. And then Kirby Dreamland 3. Quite a few other games I know by soundtrack. Uh, Super Castlevania 4, uh, Street Fighter 2, very good soundtrack. Chrono Trigger and uh, Earthbound, all great. Um, so yeah, not much to say about it good system what's your number three all right so my number three is going to be the nintendo 64 and this is mainly for one game super mario 64 it's not my favorite game ever but it's probably the most replayable game ever if that makes any sense so for further explanation this game is the most speed run game in the history of speed running with over like 15,000 speed runs registered on speedrun.com or some crazy number like that and the reason behind this is the game was originally made. It wasn't made to be broken or anything, but 
It's just like it, there are so many fun little tricks in it that if you're like, um, ooh, I, I just I just found this trick online. I need to go back to the game so I can try it for myself. And then you try it and you're like, ooh, this trick would work even better if I added this move. And it's fun when you learn little tricks like the BLJ and other fun speed run tricks to try to get through the game as quickly as you can. It's fun. You said the uh, Nintendo 64, right? Yes. And for one game. Okay, fine. And that one game was not GoldenEye 007. You okay, messed fine. up, my friend. <laughs> I said mainly. I said mainly. GoldenEye 007 is also a really fun game, but Super Mario 64 <laughs> is definitely my favorite for the system in general, just because of how fun and replayable it is. GoldenEye 007 is not a bad game, not in the slightest. My dad originally had Duke Nukem for it as well, but then we sold it so I could get money to get more games. Yeah, that's such a fun game. <sighs> Duke Nukem? No, no, no. GoldenEye 007. What ah. the heck is Duke Nukem? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a game. It's like you play as um some guy who fights people. It's a first-person shooter. There was a game called Duke Nukem Forever that was in what you call development hell. But anyway, moving on, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is the Sega Genesis, of course. Uh, so um, Gunstar Heroes, Streets of Rage, uh, Brain Freeze. That's an interesting game. Uh, not Brain Freeze. No, no, no. Um, yeah, why can't I think of the rest? Oh god, there's so many games I've played on this. Uh, Revenge of Shinobi. I haven't actually played that. The soundtrack is amazing, though. A lot of the games that I like from the Sega Genesis I know best by the soundtrack. It's kind of sad. Um, I've played uh, Herzog's Way, which is also really fun. Kind of gets boring, though. Uh, but yeah, I just generally love the system. Just it's a classic. Uh, what is yours? Your All right. So, two. um, first off, when you um talked about, uh, I can't remember what game it was. You just said, okay, sorry. Uh, Revenge of Shinobi. So, when this game originally released, the developers were like too lazy to think of any real bosses, so they literally just put in Batman, Spider Man, and Godzilla as bosses. They were later changed in later revisions of the game, so they wouldn't get um sued to high heaven. <laughs> And I looked this up, and Brain Freeze is the name of an actual, um, not video game, but card game. No, when I said Brain Freeze, I meant to say Brain Fart. I kind of <laughs> just had a moment where, like, uh, what other games do I play on this? Brain Fart actually released for Steam and no. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding about that, right? Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Am I kidding? Now I have to look it up. Brain Fart is the name of a card game. No, Brain Freeze. Okay, Brain Freeze is the name of a card game. There's like an adult version, but also a family version. And Brain Fart is also the name of a card game. That's where everybody has their own card slash board game these days. Brain Fart is a party game, apparently. Uh, yeah, apparently. The party game where silence is dead. I'm going to close that tab immediately. I'm done. <laughs> What's your number two? Right, my number. No, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. sorry. I know. I know you didn't mean oh, it. Oh my goodness! But it's perfect. <laughs> it's just so cute. I'm afraid. Moving on. We're just a bunch of five-year-olds talking about video games. But anyway, my second 
is going to be the Nintendo Switch. There are a bunch of fantastic games. The thing it does best is ports of other games, either those released for the Wii U or those released even farther before. Unfortunately, the Mega Man Legacy and Mega Man X Legacy collections require um, SD cards to download and have the full experience on. And so do other games like L.A. Noir, Fortnite, um, you know, really big games that the Switch can't really handle. Grow up, Nintendo. Get yourself a 256 gig storage space. Gosh. But um, there are also f- some fun games I've played for. I've actually been playing through Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 a bit recently. It's pretty fun. Not as good as a lot of the other Lego games, but still very fun because they have a lot of classic Marvel references. They have this character named Forbush Man who p- appeared in um a comic from the 1960s called... um. Actually, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a parody magazine or something. And he's just this guy that wears long underwear and has a pot on his head. That's a, that's just a hilarious description of anyone. Okay, so um, uh, this is Forbush Man. I'll probably put a picture in the Discord chat. The name of the comic he appeared in was not brand Eck, which was making fun of the fact that um, a lot of advertisers refer to their other companies their um their rivals as brand X, so they're sort of making a parody of that. But moving on from Forbush Man and his weird hat, um, what else? Uh, there are lots of good games. Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury is awesome. Mario Odyssey is great. Mario 3D All Stars. No Streets other- of Rage Four. <laughs> Streets of Rage Four is on the Switch, but I've only played the PlayStation Four version. Cave Story. <laughs> but- <laughs> Cave Story is also on a bunch of other systems. I think it was even on the yes, Wii at some point. Uh, so it's, it, um, but there it was also, I think, the first system to localize Daikin Sensetsu 3 or something, known in the West as Trials of Mana. It might be on other consoles too, but Breath of the Wild, very beloved game that I, that I haven't played. Minecraft's on the Switch. I mean, Minecraft's probably on half the ge- consoles on this list. They even had a port for the new 3DS. A side note, somebody ported Doom to an oscilloscope. It was like an oscilloscope is responsible for making the very first video game ever, Tennis for Two. I think there was another game that came out before that that technically used it. But either way, yeah, it's 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 interesting to say the least. Before we move on to our number ones, let's, do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, the Leapfrog Pad thingy? I don't know what those are. <laughs> no, leapfrog I don't. Leapfrog Game Pad, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, but, um, th- there you go. My honorable mentions have to be the PlayStation 4 because it can play um, Streets of Rage 4. The PlayStation 3 because Spider-Man's Shattered Dimensions was pretty good from what I played of it. The NES, the only really good games I played for it was Super Mario Bros. 3, but I've also been playing through Ninja Gaiden, and I played through some of the original Double Dragon, which I didn't find that good. I did play the uh, original Super Mario Bros. on there. The original Super Mario Bros. is also solid, but it's not that good compared to the other mario games it's fun bunch of vintage mario fans are gonna be banging at my door <laughs> anyway moving on from the honorable mentions what's your number one i want to just say you were completely wrong because my number one is the philip cd <laughs> no it, my number one is pc um just because you can essentially play any games from any system there which is kind of a bit cheaty in yeah, but uh, mostly because also Steam. Just, we there's a lot of games I see here at Geeks and Games. <laughs> yeah, no, th- there's a lot of games I like to play on Steam. There's also Minecraft, the mobile edition. Honestly, I mean, it's it's 
how I got introduced to the game, but I'm sorry, mobile and console editions of Minecraft kind of suck. Um, just the controls are bad. There's also Gang Beasts on PC, which is fun. I'll, just just many, many games I enjoy playing on PC, which I can't really do too many places else. Um, um, I would like to say for legal reasons, we do not endorse piracy here at Geeks and Geeks. So if you want to play an emulator, I'd say play it from a console that um, came out, I want to say like before 2000. If it came out before 2000, I'd say it's fair game. And a little less dodgy to play, but you know. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Those rules don't work forever. All the games we play on emulators are older. Uh, Understandable. But my number one is going to be the Philips CDI. Hey! (laughs) Because Morshu is is the best game character in the history of games. Because Morshu, done. Episode over. It was nice seeing you today. Goodbye. And also Hotel Mario. Nice to the princess to invite us over for a picnic, eh, Luigi? But Yoshimitsu, where can people find you now? Really, my number one. (laughs) I was actually fooled there for about two seconds. (laughs) Just, just move on with the episode. Okay, fine. My number one console is seriously though the Xbox 360, and it's not just the game selection. I feel like the UI is much better than that of any other games which for those who don't know that stands for user interface rayman legends is the best game for the system and it's also how i play like 90 percent of the lego games out there all of the older ones are on the system i mean i mean the ones by tt games and all the ones that came out after that i play on the switch but the xbox 360 yeah it's my go-to lego gaming machine what's interesting is i played lego batman the video game for the wii and then I played it on the Xbox 360, and I noticed the character of Clayface had, like, a shiny layer added to him in the 360 version that wasn't in the Wii version. And I don't know why. It's like it would have been lower resolution, but it doesn't make sense why it wouldn't have been there, period. But, yeah, the um, Xbox 360 has a lot of fun games. The Connects a pretty interesting addition, albeit gimmicky. It is a pain in the butt to redo your password for the Microsoft system and then for it to register on the 360 at all. I mean, that, yeah, that, that happened. But other than that, the Xbox 360 is my number one game system for it being so cool. And that is all we have for the top 10 game systems ever. Let us, let us mosey on down to years in gaming corner. Yoshimitsu, take it away. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. Uh, this year in gaming is 2006. Uh, started off in February 21st with Sonic Riders. March 2nd, the DS Lite was released, but not in the US until June 11th. Uh, March 16th, Final Fantasy 12 was released. March 20th, Metroid Prime Zero Mission, Zero Emission, was released for the DS. Uh, April 20th, Mother 3 was released for the Game Boy Advance. April 26th, Okami was released, but not the US until September 19th. May 15th, New Super Mario Bros. DS was released. June 1st, Half-Life 2 Episode 1 was released. Uh, Episode 1 wasn't released until October 10th of 2007, though, in the US. July 13th, Persona 3 was released. August 3rd, Star Fox Command was released, but not in the US until August 28th. 
September 1st, Roblox was released. September 25th, Mario vs. Donkey Kong March of the Minis was released. September 28th, Pokemon Pearl and Diamond was released, but not the US until April 22nd of the following year. Uh, November 2nd, Kirby Squeak Squad was released, but not the US until December 4th, uh, and that was for the DS. Uh, November 6th, Elite Beat Agents was released. Uh, November 7th, Call of Duty 3 was released. November 11th, the PS3 was released, but not the US until November 17th. Uh, November 13th, Yoshi's Island DS was released. November 14th, Sonic 6 was released. November 14th, also Start of the Rabbids uh, game series. It was the Start of the Rabbids game series. Uh, November 16th, Sonic Rivals was released for the PSP. Uh, November 19th, the Wii, Wii Sports, and Twilight Princess, and Excite Trek all came out. And finally, December 2nd, Wii Play came out, but not in the US until February 12th, the following year. And WarioWare Smooth Moves was released on the Wii, but not in the US until January 15th of the following year. All right. First off, I did not pay attention super closely to this list. Um, why did you call it zero emission? Uh... Because uh, yeah, some cars say zero emission, meaning they don't emit poisonous gases. Yeah, no, that that is a joke. Uh, understandable. I ju it just seems it's a, it's an odd joke to me. Um, let's see. I'm not sure if you get this, but on August third, Star Fox Command released on the DS. Yeah, no, I got that. I got that. But on the same day, uh, August third, that is. R Rhythm 10 Goku released for the Game Boy Advance, and it was the first game in the Rhythm Heaven series. It was the last official Nintendo published game for the DS. Um, November 7th, Gears of War also released. And on the same day as the PlayStation 3 released, the PlayStation Network was launched, which is understandable. Um, other than that, you got it all. Perfect, I didn't add that much. Oh, no, wait, there... Oh, no, never mind, that's for the next year. But anyway... Today is special because we're going to be celebrating the second part of the seventh generation of consoles, which was kickstarted by the Xbox 360 that is in the home console market. So for those wondering about generations, the first generation was the Magnavox Odyssey, which was the very first game console ever. The second generation included the Atari 2600 ColecoVision in television and I think Commodore 64. The third generation had the... SG-1000 Sega Master System, Famicom, Nintendo Entertainment System. Famicom and Nintendo Entertainment System were practically the same ones. Um, the th fourth generation was the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive and the Super Nintendo slash Super Famicom. The fifth generation, sorry, was the Nintendo 64 Sega Saturn and the PlayStation. The sixth generation why is this hard i don't know it um let's take a dreamcast the playstation 2 the original xbox and the nintendo gamecube and this generation the seventh generation has the wii xbox 360 and playstation 3 as the home console representatives and for future reference the eighth generation was the wii u xbox one and playstation 4 and i want to say the ninth generation would be the switch xbox series x and playstation 5 i suppose but the Wii, the um, systems we're talking about today are going to be the Wii and the PlayStation 3. Starting off with the PlayStation 3, 
It sold 87,400,000 units. Pretty cool. Its best-selling game was Grand Theft Auto 5. Its best game was Grand Theft Auto 4. The worst game is Ride to Hell Retribution. Who that, that one's really a bad one. It's about like a biker game or something. Um, the rarest game was NBA Elite 11, which we talked about in the last episode. It was also for the Xbox 360. It was supposed to release, and then it was canceled, but some copies trickled out. And the last game released was Shakedown Hawaii, which came out in 2020. So this is probably, we're reaching the point where a lot of these consoles still have support. Um, Probably not for much longer, but, you know, from now on, we're probably not going to cover the console's last game since they might go stronger for another couple of years or so. And another note for the um, the rarest games, I try not to go off it by price, but when it comes to rarest games, some companies make limited editions of games with the intention of those being rare, and I'm not going to have those count on the list. So no Fallout 3 special editions, no other special editions. So that is all. It's going to be a game that is genuinely rare from now on. But the PlayStation 3 had a lot of games released that were exclusive. So there was The Last of Us released. It's like some zombie apocalypse type game. I think it also released on the Xbox. No, it didn't. It was only on this one. Talked about the Cordyceps fungus in the last uh, episode. Um, God of War 3, third game in the God of War series. You know, it's a... um, it's a the Olympic, not Olympic. That's dumb. It, it takes place with the Greek gods, which the Greek gods reside on Olympus, which is why I got those mixed up. Um, three the three games in the Uncharted series released on here. I, I think initially this series was met with criticism because it would like seem to copy Lara Croft or something because it has a male explorer that tries to find things kind of like Lara Croft does, except not um female. And Uncharted 2 Among Thieves and Uncharted 3 Drake's Deception. Interesting thing about this one. Uncharted 3 has a costume called Donut Drake, where you can play as Drake, except he's really fat. And that is probably one of the greatest unlockables in the history of video games ever. Little Big Planet had a couple of games. This was a game series originally focused on player-made content, you know, like the Mario Maker series. Some people have made, like, I think there somebody made the entirety of Final Fantasy VII in Little Big Planet 3, but that one initially released for the PlayStation 4, not the third one. But um, Little Big Planet 1 and 2, and there was also a spinoff called Little Big Planet Karting. It was, uh, this series is also responsible for introducing the iconic game character of Sackboy. Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, I think, I think this released on more systems, but I've played it on the PS3. So it did also release on the Wii and 360 and the DS. Interesting. I assume the DS version is different. I mean, it has to be. Um, Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. This one's in um, another game in the Metal Gear Solid series. Uh, What's interesting about the PlayStation 3 is the logo for it and some of the initial the initial design for the game spines looked a lot like the um it's the exact same font that was used in the Spider-Man Sam Raimi films you know with Tobey Maguire they're probably most famous for Peter Parker emo dancing and saying pizza time in today's modern community I've seen the original Spider-Man film but I haven't seen the other two 
um, uh, infamous. What's in this is a superhero type game. But what's interesting about one, it's made by a company who has the best name ever and will never be topped. Sucker Punch Productions. I guarantee you there will never be a game company with a better name. Oh, well, I'm not going to say I'll guarantee it because there probably will be. But Well, they're square Enid. Enix. <laughs> I make one mistake and you hold it over my head for life. <laughs> That's the way it works. Uh, um, Final Fantasy 13, which was met with criticism, you know, due to being different from its predecessors. But yeah, I don't know much about the Final Fantasy games other than say. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Future Tools of Destructions. I think this is different than an original entry in the Ratchet and Clank franchise. And that is about all I have for original games. If you have any others that we missed, you know, send us an email or hit us up on our Discord. Uh, there was an interesting functionality for this uh, console. This feature called PlayStation Move. It's kind of a response to like the Wii's Motion Plus and the Xbox 360's Connect molded into one. You could use this as an additional feature with a bunch of other games. So it's like um a remote with these little bulb-looking thingies on the front that uh, the camera. I don't know if the camera's built into the 360 or the camera's part of it, but the PlayStation 3 will track it, and you can use that in the games. It's pretty expensive to find nowadays, so good luck on that. Um, the play, uh, the there were two revisions of this console. The original PlayStation 3 was a bulky fella. Side note, there was a very creepy commercial for the PlayStation 3 when it's just like a, a toy baby alone in a room with it. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. Some ads for consoles are kind of weird. Like, there was this one for the original Mario Bros. for the Atari 2600 in which a plumber dressed in red with a mustache says, Mario, where are you? Before he gets grabbed by a crab. Apparently the ad makers never bothered figuring out that the red one was Mario. Grabbed by a crab. And, yeah, he's grabbed by a crab. Okay, then. I'm sorry, that, I, I, I unintentionally rhymed. I guess I'm going to start rhyming all the time. But anyway, um, the PlayStation 3 Slim... And the PlayStation 3 Super Slim were the revisions. So the original PlayStation 3, um, the 20 gig model costs um, $500 and the 60 gig model costs $600. Ooh, doggy, that's a lot. Thankfully, they found a way to reduce the price to where it was only $300. I think it was only with the Slim model. The Super Slim seems a little bit cheap compared to the other ones because instead of a uh, you put the disc in and it automatically retracts. There's like a slot on the top of the console, which you move open, you put the disc in, slide it down. Apparently, the PlayStation 3 has stereoscopic 3D functionalities. Only some games work with it. And only if you had a TV that could also display it. It's a very odd functionality to have, but interesting nonetheless. PlayStation Portable compatibility. So in the E3 trailer for this game called Formula One Racing, you they played the regular game on the PlayStation 3, but they were using a PlayStation Portable as like a rear view mirror, kind of like the Wii U gamepad, I suppose. I think there was also PS Vita compatibility later on, but I might be thinking of something different. 
on uh ooh, this is interesting on april 20th 2011 i'm reading these off of notes by the way i'm not looking them up online as i go um there was this big outage that was caused by like a group of hackers or something so apparently over 77 million people's personal data were at risk you know like their real names their address things like that it was a very very big thing i think the xbox on in Nintendo Switch accounts had a similar leakage that happened. Maybe I'm thinking of the 360. I'm not 100% sure on that one. There were a couple of games that released on this system that also released on the Xbox 360 that I neglected to mention in the past episode. So first off, Dark Souls. This game is famous for being like one of the hardest games of them all. Also, um, two Sonic games, Sonic Generations, and Sonic the Hedgehog, which came out in 2006, has no resemblance to the 2D platformer. So Sonic Generations, you know, you play as regular Sonic and classic Sonic, but Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. There's a cutscene in which a human girl kisses Sonic on the lips, and it's very, very unsettling. I thought a, a you were pa- about to say magical. <laughs> like, um... I'm talking about it in a very negative regard here. So apparently there was a design for the initial Sonic the Hedgehog game where Sonic was going to have a human girlfriend named Madonna. But then they didn't. I don't either because they realized that Sonic didn't like humans. But then they made this monstrosity of the game. Yeah, but... Um, other than that, I don't really know. I mean, the game suffers from frequent glitches. The loading screens are long. But yeah, um, Devil May Cry 4, fourth game in the, of course, Devil May Cry series. You try to hunt, um, demons, I suppose. Plays this guy named Dante. Um, Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, Revelations 3, and Black Flag, and Rogue. All games in the Assassin's Creed series released on the PlayStation 3, but also the Xbox 360. I want to say a couple of them also released on home computer systems as well. Um, Batman Arkham Asylum. Pretty good, fun game. Heard a lot of good things about it. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, as well as Modern Warfare 2 and 3. M- Modern Warfare had a port on the DS, as did Call of Duty Black Ops. Then there was also Call of Duty World at War and Black Ops 2 and Call of Duty Ghosts. Call of Duty Ghost had also had a port on the Windows and the Nintendo 3DS, I think. But um, all the Call of Duty and uh, other games like that in the future probably only released on the PlayStation 4 and and the generation after. I've never played any of the Call of Duty games. All I know is they're like a first-person shooter, and it was on The Office. That is my... That is all my knowledge of these games. Moving on to a system that I probably did a much better job researching as I care more about it. Sorry, PlayStation 3 fans. Um, The Nintendo Wii. It sold 101,630,000 units. I want to say that's like the third best-selling system so far, but I might be thinking of a different one. So the best-selling game was Wii Sports, mainly because it was bundled in with the system. Its best game was Super Mario Galaxy, but Metacritic lists 1 and 2 as under the same score so they're technically both the best game i like the second better but you know that depends on your preference the worst game release was called spogs racing i'm not quite sure what was so bad about it i think it was a toy racing game and just like with the playstation 3 the final game released for it was shakedown hawaii 
So in Spogs Racing, you play as like characters inside giant tires. It looks like a Nintendo 64 game, judging by the quality of this stuff. But um, and the rarest game release was Dokapon Kingdom. Almost forgot about that one. I think there were a couple of other games released in the series for previous consoles. And I want to say Dokapon Journey was also a very rare game for another console, which doesn't come to mind at the top of my head right now. So um, quite a few fun games released for the Wii. 90% of it wasn't good. Um, Scott the Waz made a series where he went through a bunch of bad games. He called the series the Shovelware Variety Hour, and there are three of them. So, yeah, those videos are also 13 plus, so be wary. Um, there's Xenoblade Chronicles was a our famous RPG. It was part of this um thing Nintendo fans did called Operation Rainfall, where they wanted three Japan-only Nintendo RPGs to be published in America. The other two were Pandora's Tower and The Last Story. Pandora's Tower is another very rare game for the Wii. Mario also got quite a bit of love on this system. There was Mario Party 8, which is a pretty good game, and Mario Party 9, which is seen as like where the series started to descend into madness. A Mario Party 10 was also worse, and then there were handheld games, which were also not that good. Um, uh, Mario Party Island Tour wasn't that good, Mario Party Star Rush wasn't that good, and Mario Party The Top 100 was also not good. But Super Mario Party, seen as better, still needs improvements. Thankfully, it has online functionality now when a lot of people hated the original. Well, not a lot of people, but in the Nathaniel Bandy specifically. I see a lot of, I see a video by one person expressing an opinion, and I think that's how everyone's opinion is. Hopefully, Mario Party Superstars will be a much better game than Mario Party the Top 100 since it's sort of taking that concept, but also adding a bunch of classic boards. So there's also, um, Super Paper Mario, it's a fantastic game. A lot of people saw it as like where the Mario, um, the Paper Mario series started to descend into madness. It has a similar story to the Mario Party games. Like uh, the first two games were thought of as really good. I'm like with Mario Party, the first eight games were thought of as good before everything went to um, heck. Um, and then uh, Super Paper Mario came along. It's pretty well received. Um, so uh, I've heard that a lot of people that like this game say it's their favorite mario party because it was the first one they played i like it because i'm not the biggest rpg guy i hope that if i play paper mario the original i will enjoy it i do like the rpg battle system of mario and luigi superstar saga because gasp you can defend yourself while an enemy's firing an attack instead of wasting a turn that's why i like the mario and luigi series better than other rpgs i mean turn-based ones um uh let's see super so super mario is really fun the story is great probably one of the best stories in a mario game ever it's essentially a platformer with rpg elements but it also has dating sim elements don't ask and um a couple of retro rpg elements but um you meet this nerd character and he's um i guess sort of like a parody of nintendo's fan base he says stuff like, hi, technical, and all of the other users on ButterflyNerd.net will be basking in the geeky glory of my find. You know, it's Super Paper Mario is a, a fantastic game. Highly recommend it. Mario Strikers Charge, which was a sequel to Super Mario Strikers for the Nintendo GameCube. Mario Super Sluggers, which is a baseball game. Mario Sports Mix, which collects some, some sports. Uh, let's see, I think it had... um. 
uh, volleyball, dodgeball, basketball, and one other, which I'm forgetting. Hockey. I think that was hockey. That was it. Hockey. Um, there's also the a bunch of Wii originals. There was Wii Fit, which got another sequel on the Wii called Wii Fit Plus. I'd played some of the Wii Fit games when my mom was do, using Wii Fit, you know, for actual exercise. And I have not, I think we got rid of the game and the Wii Balance Board, so that kind of sucks. And a sequel called Wii Fit Plus. And then there was also Wii Play, which I haven't played. Got a sequel called Wii Play Motion. Wii Party, which I think got a sequel on the Wii U, much like with um, Wii Sports and Wii Fit. Yeah, Wii Fit has a sequel. Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Third game in the Smash Bros. series. First to have online functionality, although a lot of people complained about it. It's very fun. It has this mode called the Subspace Emissary. That's a whole giant like platforming slash fighting mode. And it's a side mode, but there's also this mode called Chronicle where you can look at like a history of every Nintendo game ever made up until the point where Brawl came out. And this mode called Masterpieces where you can play um, past games Nintendo made in the past only for a limited time, though. So it's like an EA game in that regard. Oh, when I was talking about the Wii games, there was one I left out. I forgot to discuss Wii Sports and its sequel, Wii Sports Resort. Wii Sports is very fun. I really enjoy playing it. Wii Sports Resorts, I've never played, but a lot. Um, this game is also seen as really good. Um, some uh, courses of from Woohoo Island from Wii Sports Resort found their way into Mario Kart 7 as tracks, which I think is very cool. There's Wii Music, which is seen as not good. And uh, let's see, another launch game for the system, Excite Truck. It's a car racing game. It's a, like the oddball of the Nintendo launch. So their, um, their first party launch was Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, which also released on the GameCube. And Twilight Princess was originally meant for the GameCube, but we'll get to that when we get to that. But, and then there was Wii Sports, and then there was Excite Truck, which is a little different, but uh, I've heard this is a good game. Excite Bots. This one didn't release in Nintendo until two years after it released in America. I'll get into that later with Club Nintendo. Good. There's going to be a whole feature talking about it. Um, uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns. First 2D Donkey Kong game since Donkey Kong Country 3. I mean, original. The Donkey Kong Country released on the Game Boy Advance. But I mean, I guess there was also DK King of Swing and Jungle Climber for the Game Boy Advance and DS, respectively. You know, this was the first Donkey Kong Country game. This also released on the 3DS. So if you'd rather not play with motion controls, but would stand to have a lower resolution, then by all means play it that way. I haven't played either. Um, Kirby got some love on the system. There was a, um, Kirby's Epic Yarn, which has a fun little style. Kirby's Return to Dreamland. And Kirby's Dream Collection, which was the last official Nintendo-made game for the system. So it had, um, it collected Kirby's Dreamland 1, 2, and 3, Kirby Superstar, and Kirby 64. I want to say there was another one, but it was cool because it was a fun little collection of Kirby games past. Um, there was Animal Crossing City Foot, which I've said like um, some people regarded as like technically the worst Animal Crossing. And then there's a, yeah, it's just standard Animal Crossing, nothing much to add. I think it introduced like the standard design of the villager that's used in Super Smash Bros. But other than that, nothing much. It's Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. This was originally intended to release for the GameCube. What's interesting about the GameCube version versus the Wii version is it's flipped. 
like everything where like say you'd go right at this point in the Wii version, you'd go left in the GameCube version. The GameCube version of Twilight Princess is actually pretty rare and kind of expensive. Maybe not rare, but it's just expensive because, you know, it's, it's valuable. And then there's Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, which like just got remastered on the Switch this past week or last week. Yeah, sorry. I'm dumb. And there's also um, Link's Crossbow Training, which this isn't a traditional Zelda title. It's like a title where you play with um, a Wii Zapper. You put a Wii remote and nunchuck into um, a plastic shell, and then you play like an arcade-style shooter as Link. It's interesting, to say the least. But I haven't really played it again. It came in a cardboard sleeve, not an actual package, kind of like Wii Sports did, because it came bundled in with the system. But they're like, if get, we're not gonna bother making an actual case for this thing. But um, Wii Sports did get an official case when it was released under the Nintendo Selects label, and sadly, Link's Crossbow Training never met the same fate. Well, I mean, not fate, but you know, same treat, I suppose. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. First Mario and Sonic crossover ever. And it's a minigame collection. So yeah, it would be so fun to get like a 2D, 3D, maybe even like um like 2D stages that transition into 3D. I think Sonic Forces has some of that. But it would be fun to see like a more vast game than the Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games series. Um, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games, and at the London 2012 Olympic Games. Um, the original and winter one released on the DS, and they're pretty different. And the London 2012 one released on the 3DS, probably because it released in 2012, and the DS was kind of like, um, passe at that point. Um, WarioWare Smooth Moves. All I know about this one is... My aunt, I think, owns this game, and I saw at the back of the copy there was a guy holding a broom with just the palm of his hand, and then I tried to do that. I didn't break anything, but like I've, I've been fascinated with trying to do that with a broom ever since. But you were supposed to actually just hold the Wii remote up like this, not actually balance it on your palm like in the game. Um, Wario Land Shake It, which was the f- most recent Wario um, 2D platformer released. Hopefully there will be another one coming out soon. I mean, WarioWare thankfully got a recent game, so I'm I feel glad for him. There's Metroid Prime Three, um, which is a uh, so Metroid Prime One and Metroid Prime Two Echoes came out on the GameCube, and Metroid Prime Three Corruption released for the Wii. But the Metroid Prime Trilogy itself also released for the Wii, so it's it's kind of rare, but. Then there was this other game called Metroid Other M, which some uh, it's been criticized because its story is not good or something, but the game plays better than the story is. Because of that, I might give it a try, you know. And there was um and Kensaku, which I've mentioned a couple episodes ago, like a Nintendo collaboration with Google. And then there was Captain Rainbow, which brought in a bunch of obscure Nintendo characters. It also had Birdo from Super Mario Bros. 2. Tegumar from the Mysterious Murasami Castle, a couple of characters from Zelda. Um, moving on to the, uh, actually, um, t- Sin and Punishment Star Successor. So Sin and Punishment was a um, game released only in Japan for the Nintendo 64. When it was re-released on the Wii Virtual Console, Nintendo was surprised to find out how many people had bought it. So they made a Wii sequel for it, or a Weequel, if you will. Cricket chirp, cricket chirp, cricket chirp. But Sin and Punishment, it, it's like a 3D shoot 'em up I guess, kind of like Star Fox. If you want to get technical, but I'd say there are enough differences to hold them apart. 
Um, Mario All-Stars for the Super Nintendo got re-released for the Wii, and unlike Dream Collection, it's just a repackage of a previously released game. And the big downside to it is that they didn't bother updating anything, and it's not even the version with Super Mario World in it. Um, some some good third-party support. Epic Mickey, I which I enjoyed, but I, there was a certain level I couldn't get past. It pays tribute to like Disney's history, like early history. So there's an interesting story behind how they got um, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. So Oswald the Lucky Rabbit was a character in is a character in Epic Mickey that works alongside Mickey, but he's sort of like um, a forgotten Disney character. And the reasons behind this is. Disney used him in some shorts from in the 20s and 30s before Mickey Mouse kind of overtook him in popularity. And then Universal bought him. He was actually in the very first DC comic ever, New Fun Comics, number one. But then uh, D- Disney brought him from Universal in 2006. But what they did was they um, had a, a, a sportscaster that was under contract with them work with NBC Universal's NBC Sunday Night Football instead. So interesting trade-off, and I guess it was worth it because it's a it's a pretty interesting game. And it, there are even levels where you play through um, older cartoons. Like there's one where you hop from the up the beanstalk with house parts in it, and from Mickey and the Beanstalk, you go th- you can go through Steamboat Willie and a bunch of other classic um, Mickey cartoons. It's it's pretty fun. Um, th- then there's also a. Uh, no More Heroes, which got a sequel on the Wii as well. And then there's a third game that came out on the Switch rather recently. Um, yeah, there was Tatsunoko versus Capcom, which collects um, members of the Tatsunoku anime franchise, and they fight Capcom characters. Capcom has fought a lot of uh, game companies, most notably Marvel and SNK in the past. Yeah, that's about all of the first and third party games but before we end i wanted to talk about um some fun accessories this is probably the first console we're doing where the like accessories for this console was out of this world i mean some special distant controllers and console variants were released for previous systems but this is where it really gets fun so first moving on to the wii's backstory it was originally going to be called the revolution and the logo was like um the first O was going to be a regular size disc, and the second O was going to be a mini disc symbolizing you could play Wii and GameCube games, and it was going to release in different colors. But then I think they only got like white and black releases, and very few other colored variants came out later. Um, the Me channel, yeah, the, the Wii has channels. Um, the only ones that really work now are like the photo me and disc channel. There was a virtual console where you could buy old games and some new games called WiiWare. Um, but the Miis were a fun thing where you could sort of like make an avatar that try to make it look like your face. And now with Miitopia, you can make it even more advanced and fun and cursed if you want. The Wii regular controllers weren't enough. So Nintendo, um, originally it was a regular Wii remote, Wii remote called a Wiimote and a nunchuck, which you attached to the bottom. Then there was a classic controller, which looked like a bar of soap with buttons, and a classic Pro, which looked more like a standard um, game controller. So um, I forgot to mention with the Wii channel, the photo channel, you could like import photos through an SD card and edit them with fun Wii things. Um, there was a Wii Motion Plus. So I think original, um, originally Wii Sports Resort came bundled in with a... I, I think Wii Play got bundled with a Motion Plus adapter. One of the Wii games did. I can't remember which one, but 
if you want more accurate motion controls, like a little thick clicky thing you can attach to the bottom of your Wii remote and you can still plug in the nunchuck after you use it, don't worry. But Motion Plus was built into a lot of subsequent Wii controller models, and I think it's even required for some games like Skyward Sword. Um, the Wii Balance Board, which I previously mentioned, it's kind of a way to um play a Wii Fit in a couple of other games. It's a fun little thing. Um, new Play Control, so Nintendo repackaged GameCube games and released them on the Wii with new controls that worked for the Wii. These included Pikmin 1 and 2, Mario Power Tennis, and Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. But in Japan, they also got Metroid Prime 1 and 2 and Chibi Robo. I can't remember if there were any others. There might have been. We Speak, which was sort of like an, uh, an online functionality. Nintendo doesn't do online very well. Nintendo Switch Online has gotten complaints. And We Speak didn't work very well. Apparently, when Splatoon first launched, if you wanted to use online, you had to use an app. And if you wanted to speak with them, you couldn't use it while the... Um, you just turned it off. I mean, you can just use Discord if you want to talk to your friends online while you play, which I'm, I'm so glad Discord exists. Shout outs to Discord. They don't sponsor us, which brings us to our server, which you should totally join. No, seriously, Discord is pretty fun if you want to connect with friends. Um, the Wii RVL 101 was a model that came out after the original Wii. It was um, called the Family Edition. It removed GameCube backwards compatibility. So if you want to spot a Wii RVL 101 from a regular one in the wild, if you're like at a flea market or something, A, look on the side and see if the panels are there. They're on the, on the side slash top, depending on how you stack it. So if you're stacking a Wii, a Wii on its stand, which some people did, my family always just kept it stacked on its side, which made it much easier to figure out which side of the disc to put in. Um, so if you're stacking the Wii on the stand, the top side would be where the GameCube controller ports and memory card slots would be if you remove the panel. And another way is like the Wii logo is flipped. So on the original Wii, if you stack the Wii on its side, the Wii logo looks sideways. But with the Wii Family Edition, it was kind of meant to be put on its side. So the Wii logo is adjusted to fit that. It's kind of like how on a PlayStation 2, you can actually adjust the little plastic logo on the front of your console. Seriously, if you have one, you can... um twist it around if you want considering how you prefer to stack it pretty fun um there was another Wii revision called the Wii mini it was kind of like a budget version of a Wii one of my friends actually has one but they I think they've boxed it up and haven't really used it since it's um so it has like um the disc slot is on the top you like eject you know you eject it it pops up you put a disc in that's all there was this proposed thing called the Wii Vitality Sensor. You would attach your finger and read your heartbeat. It was meant for old people. I said this before, but I've heard some. Uh, I've heard Scott the Wah say that it could work really well with horror games because it could know when you're scared. That'd be fun. It would. It would. There's a certain guy I watch named Tango Tech, and he and some of his friends will occasionally play a horror game at, uh, called Phasmophobia, and they do it with heart monitors just for fun. Interesting. Yeah. Looks um, interesting. So um with WiiWare, there were a couple of interesting games that most notably Grill Off with Ultra Hand, Dr. Mario Online RX, and Doc Lewis's Punch Out. I think Grill Off with Ultra Hand and Doc Lewis's Punch Out were offered as Club Nintendo prizes, but Dr. Mario Online RX, this was one my family owned, and actually the um Mega Man 9 and 10 were originally offered through the Wii Virtual Console. After 
Capcom released Mega Man 8. They just kind of stopped with Mega Man production until they released Mega Man 9 and 10 for through WiiWare. I think you can play through the Mega Man Legacy collection, on the, which is on the 3DS and Switch, I want to say. But then there's also um, Mega Man 11, which came out on the Switch quite recently. So um, Dr. Mario Online RX is pretty fun. It's the only version of Dr. Mario I've really played. And some people have figured out, like, you can homebrew the Wii, and they've added their own channels to it. You can do it with online functionality through this fake thing called Weemfy. I think you need a modded Wii to try it on, but there's this thing, a uh, mod of Mario Kart Wii I've heard of called Mario Kart Wii CTGP, which has a lot of fan-made and modded tracks, and they're fun. I think it's pretty, I think it's really interesting. So Club Nintendo, I wanted to mention this because I think in a couple of subsequent consoles, Nintendo will have made some special Club Nintendo prizes for these consoles that were related to them. And I think some of these are so cool and interesting. I really wanted to um, show them off. Well, not show them, but, you know, talk about them on camera. Well, not on camera either. I'm sorry. I'm dumb. Um, So first off, some non-related stuff I wanted to give an honorable mention to. They made a Kirby Frisbee. Mario Golf Balls, a history of Nintendo handhelds card set. And Nintendo made this game before in 1980, right before they got into the game console market, called um, uh, 10 Million Barrel. It's like a puzzle game in the theme of a Rubik's Cube. And they made a special Club Nintendo prize that was in the shape of a star or something like that. It was interesting. But when it comes to the Wii, they made um, a Super Famicom controller that you could plug into the back of your Wii, the little port at the bottom, and use that to play classic um virtual console games but what's interesting is they kind of use the same concept over with the super nintendo classic because the snes and nes classic use the same type of port that you would find at the bottom of a wii remote so you can use um the club nintendo exclusive console on a super nintendo classic and you can use the super nintendo and nintendo entertainment system classic controller on a wii so if you're interested i, th- I think it's a pretty fun little inclusion um nintendo also made a gold mario kart wii steering wheel i forgot to mention they made a little plastic steering wheel i like to use it with racing games it does kind of add to the experience and then they also made a nunchuck and pro controller that were also gold um they made a mario luigi peach and yoshi themed um mario kart wii wheels which were also pretty interesting i think they also made some I want to say they made like Mario, Luigi, Peach, Toad, Wario, and Bowser themed Wiimotes, but I don't know if that was offered through the Club Nintendo service. The Japan and European Club Nintendo got much better prizes than America did. Um, they also made a Wii remote holder, which was just like a thing with plastic on the, well, not plastic, but like um, a leathery material on the outside and felt on the inside and, you know, just dump your Wii remotes in them. It's kind of a dumb prize, frankly. Um... They made a Wii Sports tennis racket, which is like an actual tennis racket with Wii Sports logo on it. I don't know. It might be something you just slide your Wii remote into. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, They made a Mario Galaxy kite, a Mario Kart Wii stopwatch, me business cards, uh, the soundtracks for Donkey Kong Country Returns on CD, as, as well as Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, Wii Fit Plus, Mario Kart Wii, Kirby, um, a collection of all the Kirby games on the Wii, their music. And they also made the special like television remote that was supposed to look a lot like a Wii remote, but with a couple of added buttons. So it would function with an actual TV. And they also made Mario, Luigi and Wario Club Nintendo exclusive GameCube controllers. So 
That is about all the Wii-related merchandise and propaganda I have to talk about. That went on much longer than I meant to. I'm sorry if you're all bored to death at this point. But anyway, that r- wraps up this episode of Geeks and Games. Yoshimitsu, where can people find you? People can find me on Lego Ideas as SpectreVamp. Uh, if you supported my ideas and found me a follow, that'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, you can also find me on Discord as SpectreVamp with capital S and B. Uh, where can people find you? You can find me on Scratch and Lego Ideas, both as Woodstock 05. I'm currently working on a Ferris Bueller's Day Offset that I hope will get approved on Lego Ideas, not Scratch. But you can also follow us on our Discord server, me and Yoshimitsu, and also our occasional friend, Plague Vamp, who I might just stop plugging him in the credits of our episode anymore since he hasn't been on for like over 20 episodes. But for the last time, follow Plague Vamp on YouTube, Follow him on Twitch. And also um, check out his epic Discord server where even though he doesn't really do much himself there, we do have some fun conversations. And also check out our own Geeks and Games uh, Discord server, which um, all of these things will be in the description below. And we will advertise for Plague Vamp for the final time here. So from now on, there will be no more plugs for his stuff in the descriptions. Since he hasn't been on the show for so long. Anyway, with that, I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Geeks and Games, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.